Podcast Answer Man, episode number 308. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hi folks, this is David Seitman Garland, host of The Rise to Top, and you're listening to my good buddy Cliff Ravenscraft. Why? Because, come on, there's only one Podcast Answer Man, and you, my friend, have made an awesome choice by tuning in. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this is my this my friends is the podcast devoted to podcasting, helping you take your show and everything else you do in life to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're brand new with this, if you've been recording for many years or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode. There's something we can all do to take our new media efforts, podcasting, blogging, public speaking, all of it to the next level. That's right, my friends, and I am so excited to be back. It's, you know, it's kind of weird to know that I went away for an entire week and an episode of a podcast went out last week. So you guys have not, you guys have heard from me within the past seven days, but I recorded that two weeks ago and now I have really very little recollection of what was even covered last week. So that's a little weird for me. I'm sure that as podcasters, some of you have uh, t- you know, tested the whole waters of pre-recording content and recording it later and you're probably more used to it than I am. Anyway, that's exactly what I did. I was at the SCORE conference in, let's see, Orlando, Florida. The SCORE conference is something that uh, Ken Davis and Michael Hyatt put together, and it is all about taking your communications, more specifically, your public speaking, to an entirely new level, helping you to become a dynamic communicator. And I will tell you, it has changed my life. I don't say those words lightly. There are a few things in, in, that I have experienced over the last several years as far as things that have just been life-changing investments into my future. Uh, some of them have been reading books. Some of them have been going to conferences. Many of them have been you know, who I choose to surround myself with as mentors and, and business advisors. But I'll tell you, attending the SCORE conference is definitely one of the top five investments I've ever made into what I think will successfully propel me forward in my career, not just as a public speaker, but as a communicator overall. You know, we're all communicating through these microphones if we're having an audio podcast. So even if you're not necessarily interested in public speaking, going to the SCORE conference and learning an effective way to communicate in public speaking will also, of course, apply the principles, the success principles there will help apply to all other areas of communication. That goes for your written blog posts. Uh, For those of us who have businesses and we're creating informational products, how we put those products together and outline them and communicate the, the various different aspects, I am just blown away by what I learned at the SCORE conference. I'm not gonna go on and on about this. I'm gonna keep it brief and to the point. If you want to get an example of how much this has changed my public speaking, I encourage you to do this. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash score. That is S-C-O-R-R-E. Now, many of you listening to my voice right now, you have seen me 
publicly communicate. You have seen me on a stage giving a talk, giving a speech, uh, preparing a message. You guys have seen me in person deliver a talk. And I'll, admittedly, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm a pretty, I had always been a decent communicator. But there is a noticeable difference. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash score, again, there's two R's there, then you will see in 10 minutes, in less than 10 minutes, you will see me communicate to you in a way you have never seen communicated before. I'm still very much me. I'm not limited to a format, but I am very focused and intentional about every word and every point that I'm making. And so if you want to see how much of a change it's made just in under 10 minutes, go check out podcastanswerman.com slash score. Now, you're also going to benefit from listening to this episode. This episode here today is going to be more intentional, more focused, and as a result, it's going to be more clear exactly the information I want to communicate to you. So anyway, there you go. Score Conference definitely changed my life. I The video, uh, the purpose of the video is, number one, everybody ought to consider going to the Score Conference and I, I explained the reason why is because of four benefits that I came away with. There are many more, but I share four. Go check out the video, podcastanswerman.com slash score. Now, what I want to go into next is to tell you the three reasons why I have recently considered going to multiple episodes per week instead of just doing one, and then I'm going to share with you three reasons why I chose not to do so. So I was at the SCORE conference, and I'm obviously blown away by the one major point about SCORE, the the SCORE method, this idea of having a single subject, a single central theme, a single purpose or objective with each talk that you give, and I'm, I'm just like blown away by the power of, of only giving people as much information as they can actually retain in their minds and walk away thinking, wow, I know exactly what Cliff wanted me to hear today. I, that just it, That is just awesome. So many times I've done talks and so many times I've done podcast episodes where I just throw so much information at you that, yeah, there, you know, some of you picked up a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, but as far as my being able to influence you in one way or another, you may come away with many different messages uh, because I've never really sat down to say, hey, what exactly do I want you to think about today? So I, I've really been thinking about the SCORE method and how I might possibly uh, use it in my podcast episodes. And if, if I were to think of a podcast episode as a talk, if you will, then the idea and the score method is very clear that you should only have one cent- uh, one central theme, one subject, and one objective. You shouldn't do talks within a talk. Now, obviously, that is actually for a speech, and I totally agree with that. But there are many times when I have a podcast that covers multiple subjects. That's been my format for many years now. And it may continue to be, but what I was thinking was that I could apply the SCORE method, which is an outline and a, and a way of communicate various different points uh, to back up a central um, theme or an objective that I have that I either want to uh, persuade you to do something or I want to enable you to do something by giving you 
uh, some some tips and tricks or or resources that allow you to do what it is that I'm trying to train you to do. Um, but but here's the situation. I I realized that I could go ahead and have the multiple segments in my show and score each of those subjects. Use each use the score method and apply it to each of those subjects. But I will tell you that I was very seriously considering taking the podcast Answer Man podcast and actually moving it into multiple episodes for these three reasons. Here's the first reason. The first one is that, number one, I thought it would be cool to score each episode as a single talk, having a single subject, one focused central theme, one clear objective Nothing else is really at the heart of what I'm trying to communicate with this episode other than this just one very clear thing. In fact, episode number 308, this very episode, has only one subject. Now, yes, I did talk a little bit about the score in the beginning. I may bring up a little testimonial at the end about the Podcast Mastermind, and I may close the show and talk about the update with Podcasting A to Z. But when it comes to the actual central message of this one episode, it is not going to be focused on multiple segments. It's not going to be multiple different subjects or objectives. There is one clear, consistent theme, and that is this idea of the reasons why I was considering going to multiple episodes per week and the three reasons why I chose not to do so. So, reason number one, I thought it would be cool to score each episode. I've already talked a little bit about that in the opening here, and I have decided that no matter what, I will do that. But reason number two, the reason number two for me actually considering going to multiple episodes per week is that it would make it super easy for me to turn the podcast archives of this show into more of a knowledge base. You see, I'm often emailed, <laughs> I receive emails on a, on a regular basis, on a consistent basis with this, these words, quick question, more than I can ever possibly, you know, handle most times, but I find a way to push through. And in these questions, I'm oftentimes like, for example, hey, Cliff, do you have any kind of tips that you can give me on creating uh, interviews? I'm going to be launching a podcast and I'm only going to be doing interviews, and I would love to hear, number one, how can I actually bring interview, you know, telephone interviews into my podcast? I would love to actually know the things that maybe you shouldn't do in an interview and the things that you should do in an interview. Well, in the past 307 episodes of Podcast Answer Man, I've talked about interviews quite a few times, but, there are, but those little segments about interviews have all been within other episode, within an episode that actually includes several other episodes. So, for example, somebody might, if I were to say, "Hey, go ahead and check out episode," and I'm just making this up, episode number 282, and then I'd have to go in and I'd find, okay, and if you want, you could just listen to it till you get there, or you can go ahead and skip right to 23 minutes and 42 seconds into the episode, and that's where you're going to find this portion of what I think about interviews, and then there's this other episode, and you'll want to actually go to 48 minutes into the episode and listen to this portion of it for this thought on interviews, and this one, and and it just gets a little bit of a hodgepodge of where you're sending people and where they should start and all these other things. Wouldn't it be great if I could just say, hey, you want to actually ask a question about Skype, and you're thinking about Skype, here are 
Here are five different episodes that I've done related to Skype, and they're all different varying options. Why Skype is great, how to use Skype more effectively, um, you know, how to, how to, you know, whatever the case may be, just different, different central themes, different clear objectives of things that I want to communicate, various aspects of Skype. If each episode were one topic only, I could just say, as far as Skype is concerned, what I would recommend is that you listen to episode number 238, 249, and 262. Those three episodes will give you a very good, clear overview. Each of those are fully devoted to the topic of Skype and nothing else, and they give you three different things to think about when you're using Skype. So... That would be great. It would be have it's it's these individual episodes would be kind of like a part of a knowledge base. So that was reason number two for me actually considering going to three episodes per week or multiple episodes per week. Reason number three, and I will say that this is a selfish reason and and one that I would not recommend being a high priority in your reason list if you were considering this yourself. But, and unfortunately, it is the number one motivator for a lot of people. Uh, But reason number three is that it would drastically improve my rankings in iTunes. That's right. I mean, it's very logical to assume that if my current subscribers were to download two or three episodes each week instead of just one, my weekly downloads in iTunes could double or triple. And of course, a move like this would certainly get me into the top 10 of all business podcasts. Wouldn't that be a great place to be? You know, so these, these are three reasons why I've considered going to multiple episodes. So much so that I actually considered, you know, maybe I'll go from one hour, one episode, one hour a week to doing three 20 minute episodes, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Or two 30-minute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. I could still record them all on on Thursday like I do now. But I would record them as shorter episodes and I would release them throughout the week. Each episode would have one central theme, one subject, one objective to communicate. And as a result, I'd be able to build that knowledge base. I'd likely improve my iTunes rankings by more downloads And, of course, it'd make it even easier just to simply apply the score method that I really have fallen in love with to each of those episodes. So I was really processing that through. Even so far as to think, you know, maybe, you know, Wednesday would be Social Media Wednesday. Uh, Monday would be, you know, Tech tech Resource Monday. And Friday would be, you know, Listener Question Friday or something like that. I mean, just... Obviously, I haven't given a lot of thought to the segment, you know, the three different themes of those shows. But I, had, as you can tell, I was really, I was really considering this. It was, it was something that was on the table and could have pulled the trigger. However, I now want to share with you the three reasons why I chose not to go to three episodes per week or multiple episodes per week. The first reason why I chose not to is this thing called consistency. I've been preaching about consistency for a very long time. The idea of of having people know what to expect from you. And here's the thing. I have successfully made it to where I am a part of, of thousands of people's weekly routine. I mean, my content, listening to me communicate about podcasting and new media and business and taking life to the next level 
all of these things in this show, as a result of being consistent every single week, I have successfully made it into someone's schedule on a weekly basis. Uh, Three subscribers, when I actually thought about making this change, there were three names that immediately came to my mind. And, And no disrespect to anybody that's not these three people, but these three people were definitely, I mean, their names, their faces, everything came to mind as I was thinking about and contemplating this decision. Michael Hyatt, Dan Miller, and Michael Stelzner. Now, I don't believe Michael Stelzner listens to me every single week or listens to every single episode of Podcast Answer Man, but I do happen to know that I am a weekly part of the routine for Michael Hyatt during his run, and I am a weekly part of Dan Miller's routine while he, one of the mornings that he gets up and walks on the treadmill. And I do know that Michael Stelsner also listens in uh, quite frequently. So I'm sitting here thinking, it's like, you know, these people are my mentors. These are people that are influencers of, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, right? And to think that I am in a position where I am regularly fitting into their routine, where I have the opportunity to, in some small way, influence them in any way, then that means indirectly by producing this show and having them as my subscribers and listeners listening to my show consistently on a weekly basis, that means indirectly I'm influencing hundreds of hundreds of thousands of people every single week with every episode I produce. I mean, I can't, I can't even begin to tell you the number of times when I've mentioned a tool or a service or an idea or a concept and then heard it communicated in one of their blogs, their newsletters, or even their own podcasts, or mentioned on a stage at a conference. This this is very humbling, and it's quite an honor, and my question is, if I change the consistency, the consistency, what would that do to their ability for me to stay in, a, stay in their weekly routine? Would Michael Hyatt listen to me three times a week? Would Dan Miller listen to a show three times a week? And we'll get a little into a little bit more of that. But here's the situation. I have set the expectation of once a once a week show for folks. And I am a firm believer in remaining consistent unless there is clear reasons why you should. And the benefits of making that change far outweigh the drawbacks. And so I've clearly outlined the three reasons why it might be benefit me to move, but this reason number one, consistency, and potentially dropping out of the weekly routine of some of my mentors, yeah, that one's a pretty big drawback of making this change. Reason number two for me not making the change, deciding against it. My thoughts on overfeeding my audience. This is something that I've been preaching about for a very long time as well. You know, one could argue logically that 60 minutes equals 60 minutes, but it's not true. Not in podcasting, not even close. I don't even buy into this argument of 60 minutes equals 60 minutes. You know, what's the difference between two 30-minute show and one 60-minute show? Or what's the difference between three 20-minute shows and one 60-minute show? Well, there's a lot of difference in them. It's night and day difference. In fact, I believe there's a psychological difference between a single one-hour show 
and three 20-minute shows. Let me explain to you, and when I say shows, I mean episodes, okay? So bear with me. I'm thinking episodes here. When I'm saying shows, sometimes I'm using them interchangeably. But I tend to think of listening to a podcast episode as a task to complete on my things-to-do list for the day or for the week, for that matter. So one 60-minute podcast episode that I have queued up to listen to equals one task. Three 20-minute episodes that I have queued up to listen to equals three tasks. So do you see that it's not necessarily how I view it in the number of minutes that are consumed, uh, that I'm consuming content in a single week? I never view those things as the number of minutes. When I'm listening to Father Roderick's The Break podcast every single week, I'm not looking to see how long it is. I'm looking to see that there is an episode this week. And if there were more than one each week, every single week, which by the way, that he used to do it as a daily show, there were many times that I viewed that as multiple tasks for me to complete. It's another thing to check off my list that I've, I've, I can now mark that one as read or delete it out of my list of things to listen to. It's so, so basically, it's almost as though I would actually be taking uh, and, and doubling or tripling the amount of tasks that I'm giving to my listeners each week by actually doubling or tripling the amount of episodes that I'm putting out there. But couldn't they all save these three 20-minute episodes and queue them up and play them back all back together? Well, yes, you could argue that point. However, However, this does require an additional effort on the part of your audience to do this. Now, I know there's, there are podcast applications out there that make this super simple and stuff like that, but the fact that you have to do anything other than click a play button means that you've overcomplicated it, all right? It, it, it's plain and simple. Okay, you and I, actually, take that back. I'd, I have all this technical skills and know-how to create a playlist even within, within the Apple Podcast app. I know that they actually have all of that stuff built in now. Guess what? I'm not even going to do it. You know why? Because I don't want to. I don't even have time to go through that step. I just want to be able to find an episode or find a show, look to see if there's a new episode or a few new episodes. I go down to the most or the oldest episode that I have not yet listened to and listen to it so that I can work my way up to the newest one or eventually get to the place where I'm caught up. You know, so so basically don't tell me that you know you could just have them listen to all three of them, cue them up for the run. It's 60 minutes of 60 minutes, right? No. You'd be asking your in, your audience to sit through uh, to actually do an additional step that they shouldn't have to do. Not only that, not only that, but you're also asking your audience to sit through three different intros back to back. So they're listening to your 45 second intro or maybe if you're smart you have a 20 or a 30 second intro but still you're last you're asking them to listen to the same 30 seconds every single time at the beginning of your show three different times within one hour. You're also asking them to listen to the end of your show with all of your call to actions three different times with one hour if you're expecting them to listen to three 20 minute episodes back to back. Ultimately, this is another reason. Not only is there a psychological difference of having, you know, of the fact that, you know, three episodes equals three tasks, whereas one 60-minute episode equals one task. So that's one reason why 60 minutes doesn't equal 60 minutes. But here is a legitimate reason why 60 minutes doesn't equal 60 minutes. Because if you take out the time 
30 se- on average 30 seconds at the beginning of each episode and then all of a sudden there's let's just say 90 seconds or more uh, at the end of every episode then ideally you're not actually giving them as much content you're actually giving them less content and more repetitious call to actions or information about the intro of your show so there you go the other thing that I want to talk about here is if you overfeed your audience, you run the risk of having them get behind on listening to your show. You know, many people like myself are a little bit OCD. I've never been diagnosed personally, but I really hate the idea of skipping a single episode or listening to any of the episodes out of the order they were originally released. You know, that's one of the things that I've always loved about podcasting. It seems to be this episodic nature. Now, I know there are a lot of great interview podcasts out there. Uh, like my great friend John Lee Dumas. How about two plugs, uh, two episodes back-to-back for my good friend John? Uh, but anyway, here's the situation. Y- you could listen to those out of order. It doesn't really matter, right? Well, for a lot of podcasts that I listen to, and for a major, an overwhelming majority of podcasts that I listen to, even if they're not, you know, numbered episodes, and they're not necessarily tied into, you know, this episode ties into what, you know, builds upon what I might have covered in a previous episode, the fact is, is that I am following people in a journey, in a progression of their own personal and professional development. And even though that may not be a part or a theme of their show, it very much is a part of my relationship to that commu- to that person who produces that show. And so when I f- feel like I'm skipping an episode, I'm skipping a window into the life of that individual that I have come to know, like, and trust and care for quite deeply. And so I hate the idea of skipping a single episode or listening to episodes out of order. And some people, like myself, would consider it emotionally overwhelming to be more than four or five episodes behind on a podcast. I, I, I've been there before. It's like, oh my, I'm actually, <laughs> I, I'm ashamed to admit this. I am ashamed to admit this. But I'm like five episodes behind on this show called Authentic Life Radio. This is a show that is produced by my wife, and it is the best podcast I could be subscribed to. It's the one podcast that should be at the very top of my list. I should be listening to it every week because it gives me an insight into the mind and the heart of my wife as she is sharing authentically what she's got going on in her life on a, on a very consistent basis. And, and I'm, about, I'm about five episodes behind. And, and that just weighs on me when I think of all the other shows that I want to listen to and, and when am I going to listen to these things. And, and so I find it, and I think other people do as well from my conversations with them, that it can be emotionally overwhelming to be more than four or five episodes behind. And I would never do this to Stephanie's show, but it has happened for the other ones. Some folks, like myself, would almost rather unsubscribe from a podcast where they become habitually behind rather than trying to delete a couple episodes just to catch up to the most recent one. So once once I get about six, seven, eight episodes behind and I haven't listened to your show for a while, I'm like, there must be a reason why I'm not even listening to this and I just don't have time for it. They're asking too much from me, if you will. And I know this is a lot of it's in my head, but this is a psychological thought process that I believe is that you should consider when you think about your audience. 
So these are the dangers of overfeeding your audience. So again, that's reason number two. Reason number one was consistency. I believe in consistency. I have set the weekly routine as my consistent level. People come to expect it. I'm a part of their weekly life. I don't want to change that unless there's a really good reason I should. Uh, and and the reasons for not doing so are pretty heavy here. The second reason for me not doing so is my thoughts and feelings about overfeeding your audience. And the third reason why I've decided that I am not going to go to multiple episodes per week is that it's a great deal more work to produce multiple episodes on a, on a weekly basis. I mean, just the thought of doubling or tripling the number of podcast episode show notes that I have to create and publish on my website, that 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 alone causes me to break out in a cold sweat. Ah, oh, seriously? Uh, why what was I thinking? Anyway, batch processing is really great, and you know it, it does help. For those people out there, there are a lot of people who want to create a weekly podcast, and they just wonder, can they, de- can they devote and dedicate a, you know, an hour or more every single week to uh, producing their show? And many times I say, if that's a real stretch for you, I say, can you dedicate one entire weekend afternoon per month? And they're like, heck yeah, I can. I say, well, then why don't you batch process and record four episodes all in one afternoon, prepare them all, record them all, post-produce them all, and then work up the show notes for all of them and then schedule them for release later. The fact is, is that doing creating the show notes for one episode or three episodes that are 20 minutes each, that's three times as many posts or you know, artwork that I need to pull up for the heading of the post and and all these other things. It, it, basically, it's just a lot more work. It is. It, it is. It it quite. It is very much more work to do this. It makes sense if you're batch processing multiple episodes per week uh, to do it once a month. But it's still more than you know doing those four episodes. If you could actually fit all four topics into one episode, it, it's easier to create one episode. So anyway, it's a great deal more work. So what have I decided to do? Obviously, I've given you the three reasons why I was considering it. Number one, I thought it'd be cool to score each episode. Number two, I thought it would make it easier to turn my each individual podcast episode into a knowledge base entry. And it would drastically, number three, drastically improve my iTunes ratings. However, there were three reasons that ultimately led to my decision to say, no, I'm not going to do this. Number one, it would break my consistency and potentially cause me to lose some of my uh, most valuable members of my audience. Uh, my thoughts on overfeeding my audience is the reason number two for not going forward with this. And number three, it is a great deal more work to produce three episodes a week instead of just one. So what have I decided to do? Number one, I've decided that I am going to stick with one episode per week. Number two, I'm going to probably stick to one. I'm actually going to move to one main topic per episode. I'm not completely convinced to this. I'm not 100% committed to it. But moving forward, starting with episode number 308, it could very well be that there is only one main central topic or objective that I clearly want to communicate in each episode. I could potentially do more than one topic in the episode and have it, you know, broken into segments like I've done in the past. 
However, one thing you will recognize is that if I do that, you'll still very clearly hear focused, intentional takeaways for each of those segments. Nothing just thrown together off the top of my head. Not anymore in this episode, in this podcast. Not anymore in my professional communications uh, in, in some of the other shows that I do. The only show that will continue to probably uh, come off as top of the head, top of the mind, really not thinking about what I'm going to share is my Pursuing a Balanced Life show, although I have thought about how I might even uh, ad- you know, adjust that one a little bit. But certainly, Podcast Answer Man, when it's all said and done, it's really not going to change all that much except for the fact that everything that is discussed here is definitely going to be more intentional and it's going to have a great deal more focus and you'll be very clear on what it is that I'm trying to communicate and what you can take away from it. So that, my friends, is how, the th- that is the three reasons I considered mo- going to multiple episodes and also the three reasons why I ultimately chose not to do so. Take with that, apply those principles, those thoughts to the things that you're doing, and uh, let me know what you think about this in the show notes. The next thing I want to share with you this week is a resource of the week. Now, this is a segment that, a tech resource of the week, by the way. This is a segment that I want to throw in every now and then, and uh, this one is uh, a technology tool that I've used just starting today. I heard about this as a as a part of my podcast mastermind organization. Every single time somebody in the podcast mastermind's in the hot seat, they're required to give a recommended resource, and many of you have probably already heard of this thing called Scrivener from a company called Literature&Latte.com. Again, that's literatureandlatte.com. I purchased Scrivener a while back. Uh, you know, it's a tool that helps people write and organize their writing efforts, like for books or ebooks and stuff like that. It can even be used for uh, queuing up uh, blog posts and stuff like that. However, Scrivener or the company literatureandlatte.com came up with a new tool, a new technical tech resource called Scapel. S C A P P. L-E. Forget what their website says. Here's my description of Scapel. My description is, number one, think of a mind mapping software. Uh, my mind mapping software of choice is MindMeister. Now, you probably have your own favorite mind mapping software, or you probably have not yet discovered the, the benefits of really going out and mind mapping different ideas and projects and outlines for books and and all kinds of other things. And that's completely fine. But if you know what mind mapping software is, think mind mapping software, but not having to be forced to actually do a hierarchy of structures. So you don't have to start out with a central theme, build off of it, and then build other themes off of that. And everything's a subcategory of something else. Instead, everything can be its own little bubble, if you will. All right, so that's one way of thinking of it. Then the next one is think of an outliner software where there are, except for there are no restrictions on where you put anything. So think about, you know, Omni Outliner or I used to th- use another uh, iPad application. I can't remember the name of it anymore, but it was an outliner application where everything was a tabbed list and then you could indent in, indent in, indent in. Well, you could actually use this as an outliner. The only thing is, is there's no limitation. You don't have to indent things. You can bring pictures in. There, You can draw lines in between things like you would in mind mapping. You don't have to do that. 
So it's kind of like mind mapping without any restrictions. Um, it's kind of like outliner software without any restriction. And then there's one other piece of software that if, you, if you've ever create, seen software that creates flow charts or organizational charts or, or you know, diagrams, flow diagrams or whatever, you know, first you go here, which leads to this, which leads to that, which leads to this. And this is how the entire organizational drop down flows. You know, if this, then that kind of uh, stuff. Now, imagine software that does that, but again, without any restrictions of what, you know, things having to actually be connected to something else and start from a certain point and go to another point. You can start anywhere and move things around. Here's the situation. I've used Scapple to build the entire outline for episode number 308 of Podcast Answer Man. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to provide both a link to an image, a PNG image, which is a very lengthy, long image uh, that will show you my outline for this talk. I'll also put a link to a PDF document as well. And And the purpose for actually sharing both of these is because I'm going to show you what this software looks like and how I used it to build the show notes for this episode. It kept me completely on track. I knew from which point I was going, where I'm going next. It completely, it, it's kind of like a roadmap that I created for myself from the beginning of this episode all the way to the end of this episode, which I'm coming close to here shortly. If you want to find uh, out what this software looks like, how I've used it to build this episode, then I encourage you to go to podcastanswerman.com slash 308. Again, podcastanswerman.com slash 308. Just look in the show notes for uh, the, just for the section that talks about Scapel, and you'll see the links to the PNG file as well as the PDF document. And then, of course, you can go to literatureandlatte.com and click on products and go to Scapel and read more about it. It's available in the Mac App Store. I believe they also have Windows versions available as well. All right, next up, my friends, I am going to play a quick uh, testimonial from my good friend, Wade Wingler, and his thoughts about uh, the podcast mastermind. Hey, Cliff, this is Wade Wingler from the Indie Vegan Family Podcast and the Assistive Technology Update Podcast, and I just wanted to send you a quick note here thanking you for creating the podcast mastermind. Um, we just finished one of our calls. I happen to be in group two of that of the podcast mastermind, and every time we have one of these calls, I just sit back and realize how fortunate I am to be part of that and how thankful I am that you've created um, this, this environment for us. Um, it's not only you know an important part of my profession, development and a way for me to figure out how I want to position some of our next social media initiatives and, and next projects and things like that. Um, but it's become an important part of my, my personal life as well. Um, in the mastermind, you not only get to bounce around ideas and, and challenge each other to, to take things to the next level, to use your catchphrase, um, but there really is kind of a family environment. It's a trusting and supportive environment where you really can feel like you can talk about what you're thinking and, and what your ideas are, knowing that there's confidentiality 
confidentiality, knowing that people are going to be supportive and really help you get where you need to go with that. So I know when you started the podcast mastermind concept, you know, it's been a while now um, that you had something in mind and I think you've done it. I think you've hit your mark. I think you've really created something that allows people to um, have important, meaningful interactions in a very positive way. So Cliff, you to man, thanks for creating the podcast mastermind. And I would recommend people who aren't involved. It's worth it. Do it. You'll really be glad that you did. So thanks for what you do, Cliff. All right, Wade. Wow. Thank you so much, my friend. You know, folks, uh, the Podcast Mastermind has recently moved to my number one business priority. It is absolutely the number one thing that I love to do most with my business. It's the number one thing that I've created that I'm most excited about. It's the one that I have the most passion and drive for. And it's the one thing that has helped people on a scale that I that I imagined initially and thought, is that really possible? And have actually seen it come to life and even go beyond the original scope. If you want to learn more about the Podcast Mastermind, go to podcastmastermind.com. Again, that's podcastmastermind.com. And uh, full details and a podcast episode there that you can listen to, a bunch of text you can read. And if you're interested, there's an application at the bottom of that post. Thank you again, Wade Wingler. And uh, that's going to wrap it up here for this episode of Podcast Answer Man, episode number 308. Again, show notes for this episode at podcastanswerman.com slash 308. And the last thing that I want to address is this coming Monday, May 20th, is my next podcasting A to Z course, which happens to be the number two priority in my business. That's right, my friends. I'm very clear on my priorities. I hope you are as well. Anyway, I've actually hired, for the very first time, I've hired a consultant from from my referral network, and I am paying him to assist me in answering technical questions this time around. I'm looking forward to eventually scaling the podcasting A to Z course so that it can actually bring in more students because I see a greater demand more and more, so I'm very excited about that. Also, I am actually, for the very first time since its launch, I am completely reorganizing the weekly assignments to spread out the building of your podcast more evenly throughout the course, making it much easier for those of you who have less and less time to devote to this thing so that uh, you're not assigned everything within the first two weeks and then just catching up in the third and fourth week. It's going to be more even flow and make it a little bit easier for those of you who are working around the clock like like I do. Anyway, also, I'm finally going to be producing for this podcasting A to Z session, the guide to recording co-hosts, guests, and telephone interviews. This, my friends, is the number one requested new tutorial video that I have been wanting to create for the longest time. Oh my goodness, I am finally going to do it. It is going to be the guide to recording co-hosts, guests, and telephone interviews. Cannot wait to get that one done. Probably will have that done by week two of the course. At least that's when I am supposed to have it done. I will. It will be done. And of course, I am prepared to take you on as a student in this course as I'm recording this episode, or at least as I was preparing the notes for it. I had nine students signed up. Usually those last 11 spots fill right up at the last minute. So if you want to go over to podcastingatoz.com, use promo code PAM for $100 off. Until next time, take everything you do to the next level.
it's a man.